Tichir, we skipped uh, eight and nine short ones that uh, we don't need to go through every single one. I'm trying to hit the big ones. So let's hear Sikha Yud. Some big, big Nikudos, as always, in Rabbi Nachman, his, his Stam Sikha. Rabbi Nachman's Stam Sikha, just him, him schmoozing, shooting the breeze, come out always with a bad vote as Hashem. And in that, there's much, much, much to gain. And Baruch Hashem for Rabbi Nelson, whose yard site was today, he wrote it all down. Because if not for Rabbi Nelson, we would have nothing. Mamish, nothing. So we have a lot of hoda to Kaddish Baruch Hu, who sent us the messenger, Rabbi Nelson, the biggest Talmud of Rabbi Nachman. What? Yeah, there's a few tzaddikim where everything they have is because of a Talmud of theirs. Okay. So just learning, learning Sikha Saran is really like for bringing with Rabbi Nelson, you know? He, there was nothing else that he would want us to do on his yard site. There's no question. Right. There's nothing else he would want us to do than to learn Tarz Rabbi Nachman. No question. Says, says Rabbi Nachman, HaRishoim heim leim charatas. Rishoim are filled with charata, which means regret. Says Rabbi Nachman. Veheim, but they, the Rishoim, einam yodim klal ma'al charata. But they don't know what charata is. So they're filled with this emotion of regret, yet they don't know what, what it is. This then, listen to these words, this then becomes that which strengthens their rishus, their wickedness. This regret. So Rishon are filled with regret, which usually regret is a good thing, right? It helps you start the process of tshuva, helps you turn the corner. So I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know Rishon were filled with regret. I never heard of such a thing. What do you mean? Rishon are filled with rishus. They're not really so worried about regret. Bays, they are lacking an understanding of what they're feeling. And then Gimel, which seems to be something appella, that the very charata that they're apparently feeling, according to Radach, we believe him, of course. We'll explain in a minute. So this charata that they're feeling actually increases their rishas, which would be the complete opposite of what regret is supposed to do. It's supposed to help you stop doing what you're doing. So what's, what is going on over here? Because this charot is coming to their mind. Therefore, they have to have more overpowering rishas. So I could let's. I guess we'll read. We'll read the next. We'll read the next paragraph, and then we'll come back. He gives a mashallah. He says, He Says, yeah. Imagine you have two people who are fighting, having a fight. It doesn't matter if it's a fist fight or if it's a verbal argument. When one guy one sees that guy two is coming in strong. So guy one says, I gotta I gotta come even stronger. So too. Mamish is the same thing here. When the Ra, the riches of the person, sees that there's some kind of tov that's coming, he's being inspired, something good happening. 
which Rabbi Nachman is referring to the regret that the Russia may feel, that regret that's flowing through the system. That's a tov, certainly, when the, when the rishis, when the ra inside of him sees that azayhum is gabr biyoser, the yetzer the rishis, has to overcome and come doubly strong into this person, v'havein, understand. Okay, so I don't understand. What's he talking about over here exactly? Some of it we get, what does he mean? <coughs> Again, I don't mean to say that I understand it, but like, what is, what is so confused? I guess maybe I'm, the problem, I, the problem I'm at right now is I'm not confused. So, 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 so the first questions are, first of all, Rashad filled with regret? You've heard of such a thing before? And that, so the first part, I get what, that is, the, what, the M part is like, the fact that they do regret, and that they need more riches to overcome that regret, makes sense. Like, it, it, I don't know, it's not like, they're feeling regretful they, and then somehow they end up doing more wicked acts. Right. Because they have to overpower. They're so wicked. They're so... They're, what are they regretting? So, so that's... We have to just explain. We have to just spell it out, maybe. Because otherwise... Does this, does this help you at all? Okay. So what does it do with me? That guy's a Russia. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi Nachman. Oh, I see. Right. No, you I have see to that, try to... Just break it down slowly. Yeah. So again, a few questions are, what regret are these Rishon filled with? Two, how does he not know what regret feels like? He's like lacking this das, he says. But they're filled with it. They're filled with it, but they don't know what it is. Sounds like a pella. Not only that, this becomes regret, which you would think is a good thing, becomes the very thing that actually adds to the person's rishos. It adds to his rishos. I mean, what's going on inside this person? Yes, and Rabbi Nachman says, you know, when one person's fighting another person, then the then guy two has to overpower guy one, and guy one has to come over stronger. Like, what's going on? Like, yes, we could say there's a person who's eats a and but lamaisa, right? We speak, we hear, we read Gemara's like that. What's really going on in the person? Because we just speak, the Yitzhahara tries to overpower us, I can't do anything with that. Okay. So he's going to beat me. Who is this Yitzhahara? What's he, what's he doing? So, maybe. To explain a little bit. That human beings, Kaddish Baruch Hu, implanted within us, each one of us, a, a natural wisdom. We have a lot of things that we understand intrinsically implanted within us since we're created. And one of those things is the knowledge the, to, to know, the wisdom to know, the difference between right and wrong. For the most part. For the most part, we know the difference between right and wrong. I'm not talking the technical little thing. But the big things we know, a kid, you could ask a kid and he knows what's right, what's wrong. He could feel the difference. Now many people, many wicked people are able to override that natural wisdom and end up doing bad stuff. They know it's not good, but through whatever, desires, taivas, bad midas, gaivas, kinas, whatever it is that they have inside of them, allows them to override their natural wisdom and they can do what they know is wrong. Right? They can do action, what they know, mind, is wrong. Now, even with all of the 
bad that they have done, actions. Nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't give up on them. Right? There's always going to be a flow of MS going through even the Rishon. Now, the more they do bad, the less they could sense the MS. Right? They're covering over. They're creating with their actions klipus, thick coverings over that feeling that's flowing through, that natural wisdom that's still flowing through. If you'd ask the, if you'd ask the murderer at an honest moment, you think it's the right thing to do to kill people? He'd probably would say no. But then right away he'll be, yeah, but that guy angered me. But I need for the money. But I, I'll give a thousand answers how he'll rationalize. But there's still a flow of MS. Again, some people can lose it totally. But for most wicked people, you know, guys who are doing bad stuff, if you catch them at an honest moment, you probably could get an honest answer. There's a flow of MS. Now, one of the problems is is that this guy who's been doing bad for a long time, and whatever that means, Rabbi Nachman doesn't explain what that means. It doesn't have to be just necessarily, you know, hurting people, killing people, stealing. It could be a person who's verbally abusive. It could be, it could be a person who's... Um, you could have a person who is... I don't know, throw something out there. I don't know. Other types of rishas that are not, the, you know... The classic. If they're constantly doing bad things, hurting people, yelling at people, whatever it may be, then they don't necessarily know what the feeling of regret feels like. Because their entire emotional world is filled with bad feelings, anger, frustrations, anxieties, worries, that's what they know. They're not, they don't know what this word, they don't know what regret feels like. But yet, there's a flow of MS flowing through these people, and to a wicked person, the flow of MS, often by Kodesh Baruch is coming in the form of regret in order to get this person to change his ways. Right? He feels, inside, he feels some uneasiness doing what he's doing, which is really, inside, is saying, Stop doing what you're doing. This is bad. You shouldn't do this. Regret what you've done. Change your life. Now, feelings don't speak like that. Feelings just feel. Emotions, you just emote. So they don't know. They're filled with regret. All the time they're filled with regret because there's always this flow of MS flowing through them. But it's so slight. It's so unnatural to them. They don't know what it is. But they don't know what is. They don't know what it is. They don't know what they're feeling. They're feeling restless. They're feeling uneasy, awkward, apprehensive. All these words that are like, what is that? What's that uneasiness? What is that thing? They don't know what it is. Now, what happens when a wicked person starts to feel apprehensive and he starts to feel uneasy and weird and awkward? Right? No one, no one wants to feel that way. And a wicked person is not someone who's really sitting and analyzing his emotional self. What does he do? Well, he's got to get out of these feelings. So what does a wicked person do to get out of the feelings he's feeling? Do more wickedness. Do what, he's, what he feels comfortable with. So an alcoholic is going to drink more. 
And a murderer might actually murder another person because he's feeling weird. He's like, I got, it might just come out and literally murdering another person in order to try to help him feel good. So this charata that's flowing through them all the time, which they don't understand, becomes the thing that adds to their riches. Because to get out of this feeling that they don't know what it is, which happens to be charata, which happens to be a flow of emes, which happens to be a good thing, but they don't know, they can't make two cents out of it, it actually adds to where they're holding naturally, which is rishis, more rishis. They're feeling uneasy, so they verbally abuse another person. Because that makes, them, that makes them feel good, that makes them feel comfortable. Now, Baruch Hashem, none of us here are Rishoim, so it's hard to know exactly what that feels like, maybe. But, if we think about it, it could, it could each person in their own life can have a certain situation like this. It doesn't have to be necessarily vicious, but as we explain more, maybe we'll, we'll understand. So, what comes out of this first part is it is extremely important for a person to have a certain emotional IQ, to know what he's feeling. Right? Not to just, not to try to get out of an uneasy feeling. Well, what, is, what is that feeling? What, what is it? and be open to the possibilities. Right? If the wicked person would be open to all possibilities, maybe what I'm doing is wrong, maybe these are feelings of regret, maybe I should think about my life, maybe he wouldn't add to his wishes, and maybe that would stop him, and at least slowly turn him towards the right way. But if you don't have an emotional IQ, if you don't know what you're feeling, then you're just going to do what makes you feel good, which will totally negate the true feelings that are inside. Right? We, we think, we feel, and we do. We generally live at the madrig of doing. That's the, that's the lowest, that's the olamasiyah. That's the way that most people, they just live their life. They just do. They do and they do and they do. They also sometimes feel, not clear always what that is, oh, sometimes they feel happy, sometimes they feel sad, very vague, very basic. So when I'm feeling sad, I eat ice cream. How, how, how does eating ice cream make you feel better? Because it tastes good and it tastes yummy. Or it's just an escape. It doesn't really work, right? Because you can't fill a bad feeling with, a, with, a good, with an action. It doesn't go. Even if it's mint chocolate chip, which happens to be, you don't hold the mint chocolate chip? Whoa. Okay, I'm going to talk to this side of the room. What's going on over here, guys? I mean, chocolate chips. That's, that's it. Gelato? What are you holding by a, you're a finer, a fine no, schmeck over here? I'm not like, I eat, try to eat pretty healthy, so I'm like, I'm not like... Okay, so like, when you're feeling depressed, what do you eat? <laughs> I drink bourbon. <laughs> See? That's an honest answer. So, right? But what does that do? Right? Why, did, why does a person drink when he's not feeling right? That's what a person does sometimes. They just want to be away from it. They do to get out of the feeling. But it would be more important to know what you're feeling. Right? If we can, right? The heart lies in the middle. There's the knowing, and then the hands are the lowest of the doing. So in the heart, when it's unclear what the heart is feeling, most people go natural, nefesh bahamas, let's do something, let's eat ice cream, let's drink, let's people unfortunately doing drugs that's what that's why they're doing drugs a lot of times no it's crazy 
But instead, if we would have a, a moment of honesty and if we would ha- learn a little bit, we'd, if we'd think, what am I feeling? What is this uneasiness? Attack it with mindfulness, with consciousness. You might not need to go to the ice cream. Or worse. That's what Nachman is teaching us. They don't know what charata is. But if they would know, this whole thing would be over. They would not add to their riches. So says Rabbi Nachman Vaitri says, <coughs> he brings the mashal of two people fighting. Two people fighting, and when one person sees that the other guy is, is strengthening, is getting stronger, is overpowering him, so he has to come in with, he has to double, uh, whatever, come in even stronger. Thank you. What does it have? What, wor- what word do I use for that? Yeah. Strength, okay. Same Overpower. word. Overpower. Mm. So when, the, when, when this Russia, it's crazy. When this Russia is feeling a little bit of regret, maybe, maybe, maybe he has a chance to turn his life around. The Yetzar says, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he comes over the top to smash this guy, to smash this Russia. and doesn't allow him to analyze. That's basically what it is. He doesn't let him think what he's feeling. And immediately he makes him do. What does he do? The bad stuff that he was already doing. And that's it. He lost the ability to work on that emotion, his karata, and change his life. Right? That, that's what's going on. So, why does it have to be this way? Why does it have to be this way? Why does the Kaddish Baruch have to make the world like this? It's very discouraging. You know, you have a person who's, you want to work on some Indian, pick any Indian you want, any Indian in Avodah Hashem, or any Indian in morals and ethics, anything to be a better person. And the Eitzahara comes over the top on us. We're trying to be good boys. We're trying to study for the test for once in our lives. We're trying to get up on time for davening. We're trying to actually focus on learning. We're trying to overcome our taiva for money and give tzedakah. And the Yitzhah has to overpower us. What is this? Throw us a bone, you know? Give us a few weeks or something where we're doing well and then, you know, attack us right away. Yitzhah has to say, no, no, I can't let this guy move an inch. And we've all felt this in different ways. So, classic Yisod, you've probably even heard it, so it might not come to you as a Chiddush. But when a person, he, he wants to work out, he wants to build his big muscles, right? He wants to work himself, he wants to grow. So what does he do? So I will quote you a line that I read today. Muscle size increases from some, I don't even know. I plagiarized it, I don't know where I got it from. But I'm admitting that I plagiarized. Is that okay if I don't admit where I got it from? That's good? Yeah? Okay. (coughs) Muscle size increases when a person continually challenges the muscles to deal with higher levels of resistance or weight. That was the plagiarized line. It was a very good line. I'll read it again. Muscle size increases when a person continually challenges the muscles to deal with higher levels of resistance or weight. Weight being weight, and resistance being, you know, remember the Bowflux? Remember that? That's, that's resistance. When a person finds, now, end, end of the plagiarizing. When a person finds the weight he's using easy, right? He's, whatever he's doing, he's curling, I don't know, 30 pounds, whatever it is. Benching, I don't even know, we're holding 150 pounds, I don't know. When he's doing it again and again, and it becomes easy, it's time to move on. 
he graduated from that level. If you want to now build the next level layer of muscles, he's got to add more weight, more resistance. When you continually push against that resistance, you build the muscles. One madrig to the next madrig. Right? This is, this is understood. So when it comes to the physical world, we, always, we very often understand the muscle. We, it's very easy to understand. We live in the physical world. But every muscle from the physical world also has a nimshal and it's also, there's a corresponding inyan in all spiritual worlds and, and everything in, in life. So in any time we want to grow, we want to build our muscles, our spiritual muscles, our muscles for learning, our muscles for diving, our, our muscles for midos, whatever we're trying to grow, <clears throat> it's always about overcoming resistance. The way that a person builds tranquility, he really wants to work on Menuchas Nefesh. Life's crazy. He's not calming down. He knows that he's not focusing properly. There's so many things in his life that are lacking because he doesn't have the Menuchas Nefesh. So he says, help me out. I want to work on Menuchas Nefesh. So what is the guy usually expecting? So Kodesh Baruch will throw him a few hundred thousand dollars. Say so he can go on vacations more and he can relax. Go to Mako, Pina Colada on the beach, relax with a book, with a safer maybe even from, you know? That's sounds that, great. Sounds great. Sounds so good. Sounds so good. <laughs> We're going got a class trip next week, by the way. But it's your, you, you guys are paying. So anyway. That's what he's imagining in the back of his mind. Like if I want to work on Minuchas and Efish, what better way than in Mexico with my feet in the sand? I can relax. Ah. Meditations, right? So Kadosh says, nah, sorry. This is not how it goes in this world. Because if you want to work on tranquility, you dafka have to work and fight against resistance. So how do you work on tranquility? By living through situations that are not tranquil. And trying to draw tranquility into that time. You have to understand this. So you have to know what tranquility is, what Menuchas Nefesh is, what Yishevadas is. And then the way a Kaddish says, you want, I'm gonna, you want to work on it? You want to build it? I want to help you too. So I'm going to give you a crazy situation and then you have to use what you've learned in that situation. And, be, and don't be depressed if you didn't do it 100%. Right? Even a, even a little bit of Menuchas and Nefesh in a crazy situation is also good. But that's how you build Menuchas and Nefesh. Dafka through resistance. Dafka through overpowering the situation. Even a weight training. Yeah. Even a weight training. Here we go. He's gonna to try to get me the muscle. Let's go. No, no, it's muscle. Even weight training, though, any person, even a, a hashu personal trainer, will never say that you should work out every single day. You need rest. You hear, you hear the kasha? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying drinking pina coladas in the beach. Is not what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> so what are you saying? Because I have I have this in my notes already. So what are you saying? I'm not saying pinnacles on the beach. I'm just saying that, like... You're, you're saying, in, mu- in muscle training, happens to be, you can't work out the muscles every single day. Right. You have to take breaks. They, they, all the scientists say different things. Don't do the same muscle groups twice in a row or something. Give it a day break. Yeah. Because the way that muscles build is that when they... When you break them, that's why they hurt, and then they repair, the actual repairing of the muscles is what builds the muscle. If you actually work out every day, you actually... You're destroying yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you need to rest... And in the rest, there's repair. And in the repair is where the big old muscles... So all I'm saying, yeah. I know you know I'm not fucking you up, but the, the question is... Like, not yet. 
What is the rest and repair? Because you, because it's so I'll tell you. The rest and repair. So I'll tell you. Yeah. So you want to know what the rest and repair I'm is? Not saying it's pina coladas. That's not it's not pina coladas. <laughs> what is? I, I already have it. I already have it here. What is the times when you're not in the repair mode? You're only in the repair mode in those moments of resistance tranquility. Mode. Resistance mode. Right. No, no. So, what is it? What is it? Give me. You have to. What is? It? He wants to know. He's right. What is it? What is the rest? What is the repair? What is that part of the process? Learning about it. It's learning about it. It's. So we here. Learning about it. Meaning, you wanna you wanna work a menuchas nefesh. You need to learn what menuchas nefesh is. So, Hakadosh Baruch gives us his man. You gotta you gotta spend time during the day. Not during the work crazy, not with the kids crazy. Open up a safe from Manuchas and Nefesh. What is this? And not only that, then you go through the crazy, and then there has to be a break for you to then analyze how did I do? That's the rest and repair. Because if a person learns about the Midah and then just gets thrown into the battlefield, and it's just like crazy, and he actually did work on his Manuchas and Nefesh, but it's so crazy, he didn't have time afterwards to analyze. What was the situation? How did I do? He'll miss the whole thing. He will not have grown anything. So the rest and repair is both the learning of what the media is, and then after the resistance, rest and repair, analyzing how did I do? How could I do better? Maybe I should work more in the media, that kind of thing. That, that's really what it is. So we have to be in these sugas. Whatever sugi it is that you want to work on. <coughs> There's a lot. In every sugya, but I, in detail, we have to, we'd have to work on it. Again, we're, we're speaking in general here. But there's what to do with, eh, pick any sugya, whether it's midas, whether it's Torah, whether it's davening, there's what to do in everything. There's the avoda, the resistance, and then there's the, the rest and repair and growth. <clears throat> how, do you, how do you work on simcha? Right here we're talking about emotions because Rabbi Nachman was discussing charata. That's why I'm specifically going after emotions. How do you work on simcha? Well, because I want to be happier. So what's the guy thinking? Well, if you give me an extra two cars, a luxurious house in Florida, maybe a speedboat, Epis, yeah? A few hundred thousand dollars extra in my bank account that I could just use for whatever I want, I could work on my simcha. So the Kodesh says, no. I'm actually going to take away even more stuff than you have right now. Not only am I going to give you anything, I'm going to take some stuff away from you. And you need to draw simcha into that place. Because you don't know what simcha is. And simcha doesn't mean stuff. That's never what simcha means. Simcha means shlemus. Shlemus has nothing to do with physical stuff. That's a figment of our imagination. So we have to learn what the midah is of simcha. And then he's going to throw us into that battlefield. He's going to throw us into a crazy situation. Whether it means taking away stuff from us, or not letting us grow in the way that we want and expect and hope we would grow in our stuff. And you have to then take that which you've learned, the simcha, and draw it into that place and say, whatever you do for me, I trust you, it's the best. That's simcha. Rechavah says that bitachon breeds simcha. There's many pesukim that we say every single day in davening. That bitachon breeds simcha. When a person can appreciate and trust what he has and not, not what he wants, but he can appreciate what he has 
is exactly what a Kodesh Baruch wants and is the best for him, that's one of the highest ways to come to a high level of Simcha. That means going into the resistance and giving it up. Right? Resistance, resistance doesn't always mean we have to fight against it. See, in the physical world, this is why you always have to learn the Mishalom very carefully. In the physical world, the only way you build muscles is if you go against the resistance. If you drop the weights, you, go, you let the Bowflex go back, you're not growing any muscles. But when it comes to Ruchnius, Adarabah, sometimes the resistance is coming from our Nevesh Bahamis. It's coming from our Gaiva. It's coming from our Kinnah. We have to just drop the whole thing. Why am I not happy? Because I want X, Y, and Z. So there's a resistance. I have A, but I want X, Y, and Z. That's a resistance. That gap. So what do you do? So either you can kill yourself to get X, Y, and Z, which that's the way the world works. I'm going to kill myself until I get X, Y, Z. Not, not everybody gets it always. Or I could drop the whole X, Y, and Z and say, you know what? If the Kurdish Baruch wants me to have the A right now, I'm happy. I surrender to the resistance. A lot of the resistance is created by us. That's what I'm trying to say. We create the, our resistance a lot of the times. Understand? Why am I nefesh? Why am I not tranquil? Because I want something else than this moment right now. So, I'm the one who's creating the resistance. Surrender. Give in. Bittal. It's not always exactly like that, but a lot of the times we create the resistance. And therefore, it's not like the, 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 the physical muscle where you have to work it out. Either of the spiritual muscles you work out by giving in. The muscle and the nimshal, physical and spiritual, is very often the complete opposite. They mean the same thing at the end of the day, but to get there is the complete opposite. He says, Renachman says, yeah, so far, nah. So we understand now a lot more what he's saying. That this is the way that a Kodesh Baruch makes all, all of our tests to grow. We start doing a little bit good. He comes over the top with the resistance in order that we go over the top on top of that. And that's how you grow. Or you give in to the resistance depending on the situation. But you have to always be using your das. That's the thing. If you don't use your das, you can make big mistakes. Because not always are you supposed to surrender to the resistance. That's one situation. Sometimes HaKadosh Baruch creates the resistance and you have to go over the top on it. Each situation is different. You need to use your brains. You have to use your, your das, your God-given wisdom. This is a great rule of Avodah Hashem. Even to other people. Each person according to his status, his understanding, his value, who he is. The more a person wants to enter into Avodah Hashem, Rabbi uses this lashon a lot. You can't just... You could, be just, you could just be a Jew. You were born a Jew. You went to school as a Jew. Your parents raised you as a Jew. Your Rebbeim told you to be a Jew. But then there's, the, then there's the people who are more mature and say, no, but, but I want to be. I want to enter into Vodas Hashem. Because we were, we were entered into Vodas Hashem by being born. The bris was forced upon us. Going to Jewish schools for most of us was forced upon us. Everything was, was we were entered into the contest. We never chose to be a part of it. Nachman says many, many times, for a person who's Yos, he wrote, Selikanis Vodas Hashem, he wants to enter into Vodas Hashem for real. Davka, when you want to do good, the Eitzahar comes over the top on you. Rabbi Nachman says, he speaks about this many times, or Rabbi Nachman wrote that, you need to be smart. You need to use Chachma. You need to stop. Think. 
What's going on over here? Why am I being attacked? Not be a baby and say, oh my gosh. You know, I wanted to wake up in the morning for davening, then my alarm didn't go off. That's it, I'm done with this whole program. That's it. I wanted to go on the diet, and then my friends invited me out to the fanciest restaurant in town. <sighs> there goes that. Guess I'll do another six months. Stop for a minute. Don't just throw out the whole program. Think. And you have to be, you have to have maneuvers, you have to have schemes, you have to have plans. That's how you fight a battle. To overpower the Ra, you have to be very, very powerful. And the power is not in the hands, but it's in the mind. It's in the consciousness, the mindfulness. Praise really is the one who's victorious in the Muhammad. And Rabbi Nachman here is not just referring to like I was joking a minute ago about a person who wants to do good. Let's say he wants to get up for davening. He's been hard. So he sets his alarm clock. He's going, to get, he's going to do it, and the next morning, it doesn't work. Or he forgot to set the alarm clock. Or he wants to start the diet, and then his friends invite him out. Or he wants to <coughs> learn with a new chavruz, he's all excited, and then the chavruz doesn't show up. That's all true, but he means something even deeper. Because the flow of this Torah was not action-oriented. It was more emotional-oriented. Rabbi Nachman says in Torah, Ayn Bez, he talks about a case where a person... He really wants to, to get close to the tzaddik. He want, and it's going to be a trek. It's going to be a travel. You have to go. You're going to have to fight against people and places and weather. Whatever it is, to get to the tzaddik. And he's preparing himself. He's getting all ready. And something happens. He totally loses interest. Totally loses interest. Emotional. He loses the whole thing. So this becomes, this becomes a fight where you're trying to do good not that a Kaddish Baruch who makes it that, you know, the horse, you know, gets shot in the head or something. But that your heart, the emotions of your heart starts to change. That becomes a very difficult, uh, you know, when you sign into overpower. You just lose the whole Cheshach. So certain times, you have to know how to fight that battle. Right? Maybe this is not the time to start analyzing. Right? Before we are talking about a lot of analyzing. But if you want to do something good, and then your heart just totally loses interest. So it's now the time to say, well, why did my heart lose interest? No, go. Just do the thing that you wanted to do. It reminds me when, when Kalei was running away from Mitzrayim and then they have the Yamsaf on one side and Mitzrayim on the other side and they're stuck, what they do? They start to daven. What does a Jew daven when he's stuck? What does a Jew, what does a Jew do when he's, when he's stuck? He davens. What does the Kaddish Baruch yell out? Remember? Oh. Why are you yelling at them? Why are you davening? What do you mean, why are we davening? That's what, that's what Jews do. When we're in bed, probably do. Kodesh says, no. Sometimes you don't, you don't daven. You just do. Sometimes your heart's confused. You're not sure what to do. Back. Just go. Sometimes your heart loses. You wanted to learn. You wanted to daven. You want to do something good. Good. Tov. And your heart loses interest. You just know that's the Yitzhahara. And even though you're not feeling it, go do that thing that you wanted to do. Because that's the MS. So sometimes analyzing won't be good. It'll actually just get us more in the mud. Like, why? What's wrong with me? Why am I not desiring to go? I don't know. Let me sit on this for like six months. No. Now's not the time for that. You gotta go. So you gotta be a maskil. You have to be a maskil, meaning maskil means a thinker, to know sometimes when to analyze, sometimes when to go. It's not so pushy. 
we should be zochet to be able to know the difference, to know our emotions, to use our das and not just our hands to get out of our, our feelings. And that way we can overcome the Yitzharas and we can become the Jews we want to do to enter into Vodas Hashem.